When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this edition of Nyberg, we're going to talk gadgets with what I call a gadget guy, Lon Seidman. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Lon.tv. That's right. Yep. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. You get on the air on YouTube. You've right. got a TriCaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, for folks who don't know what a TriCaster is, it is a... It's a multi-camera switcher. So it's just like we have here when we're seeing different camera views, I can do this at home in my basement. So you're <laughs> in your basement. So you're switching around yep. and you're telling folks about gadgets, mm-hmm. all kinds of gadgets. Yep. When you and I first met, you mounted um, an online kind of newsy TV thing. What happened with that? Well, it, it was it was actually pretty good. We were getting a lot of viewership, but it was hard. And to it was s- called what? Uh, localonlinenews.tv. So okay. I just consolidated the <laughs> the name. Um, but it was it was good. We were getting views. People were excited about it. But it was hard to sell it as an advertising platform because it's it's hard. You know, based on people's consumption of content, things are really changing, as you know. And it's hard to get people to focus in on something and watch it on a regular basis. Everything is very much search-driven, which has been what's been working on the gadget side. And nobody has any attention span. It's about, mm-hmm. this, it's about this long. Right. So when did you start to get on YouTube and decide, I'm going to talk about gadgets? Well, it was an odd thing. I got into a program that Amazon runs called the Vine Program. And what they do is they pick out people in their, in their reviewer audience that... And it's, and it's funny, there's a local online news tie-in to this. I was buying cameras for that effort, buying cheap cameras, because I didn't want to spend too much money on this effort to get it started because I didn't need to. Uh, so I was reviewing these new cameras that, at the time that would run on comp- little SD cards, and I was reviewing them. And Amazon must have saw that I was reviewing and interacting with people that were asking questions, so they put me into this program. And they started sending different things to me to review. To, to put keep on their, for free? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, but you would review them? I would review them, right? And you can't sell them, you can't give them away. But, and it was nice because there was a separation between me and the manufacturer. So sure. you could really be objective and without having, you wouldn't have to, you know, have to deal with anyone calling up you and yelling at you that you weren't accurate or whatever. So, so you were on the Amazon mm-hmm. platform where, right. where you were getting tens of thousands of hits? I, you know, I'm not sure because they don't tell you what your traffic oh. is. But you were, I was getting a lot of helpful votes. And, and then I was looking at it, I was like, oh, wow, I can upload videos now. And I like doing video because I was running a video thing. And I said, well, maybe I should uh, take out, because all my equipment was out with the reporters doing the work, I took out my phone uh, and started doing these little, I think it was a flip camera initially, just taking my camera out and like, here's the product. And, you know, and then I, I put it on Amazon. It was getting good, helpful votes, which are what you want on there. And then I said, you know, I'm going to put it on YouTube. What, what, you know, why not? So put something up. I had one of the first ones was an external hard drive, you know, something you would buy at the office supply store. Sure totally boring device. And you plug so it into you your sat computer. there and yep. said, I'm going to tell you about this external hard drive. Right. It was me with my little phone here telling me that. And, and I looked at it and it took all of, you know, 45 seconds or a minute and a half to talk about this hard drive and how it worked. I put it up on YouTube. I didn't give it a second thought because I was focused on other things. And about three months later, I come back and look at it and I've got 17,000 views on this hard drive. That's Half pretty huge. From India of all places. I'm like, wow, this is really something. So I started doing a rinse and repeat on that, which was take my phone out, review some other thing, put it up on YouTube. And eventually it got to a point where I could almost predict that, ah, this name brand product will get 
you know, not sure. exactly how many views, but it will get viewed. And that's how I got started. And then I started putting myself into the video. I bought a, a, a lower, ver lower cost version of the TriCaster called the Blackmagic ATEM. Uh, and I put myself in front of the camera and just started doing the same thing, but switching live while I was recording. All the while thinking, I'm in my basement mm -hmm. and I'm talking to people that I don't know about, but I'm just getting information out there. Mm -hmm. Where does the passion come for gadgets? I've been a gadget nut my whole life. Tell I, me about I, it. It comes from my grandfather and my father. So I think my grandfather uh, was, you know, moved to this country in the, the turn of the century. From where? From uh, Russia or Poland. We're not really sure. He was born kind of running away from Russia and doesn't, sure. never knew his birthday. I mean, it was such a story. And he came to the United States. He opened up a record store in Brooklyn. And he would repair record players during the, you know, because he had a knack for electronics and, and whatnot. He, he, he takes credit for having, or took credit for having the first uh, car stereo, even though we could never prove it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he was, you know, it was just one of those things that's kind of ingrained in our genetics. So my father was an electrical engineer. He worked on uh, some of the, the batteries that they used on the life support system for Apollo. You know, wow. so there was all these things that I think just I had in me. And, and, you know, my father was always bringing home stuff. Like, you know, we got the Atari right when it came out. We got a VCR right when it, you know, when it came out the market. So we had all this stuff all, all around all the time, and I just kind of got into it that way. So then you launched Lawn.TV. Mm -hmm. So if you go on yep. on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. we can see you doing, and you've got video after video after video. Yep. Okay, you brought a bunch of stuff. Sure. Let's go through it, because folks are going to learn right. from what <laughs> you know. So uh, well, I, hope, I hope they'll learn something, because I, I, I learn all the time. That's what's fun about this. What's Ooh. been fascinating to me is, you know, because we can get all this techno lusters, lots, lots of techno lusters on YouTube, which I don't, you know, discredit them for doing that. I think techno lusters? Yeah, you know, people that really go out and buy the expensive stuff and, like, review it with beautiful production quality. You know, I'm, I'm good enough, you know. But what's been amazing to me is that what people haven't really been focusing on is the low end of the market. And it's okay, been, let's low end of the market mm -hmm. because everybody wants the latest gadget, right. the latest so iPhone. We all want the iPhone. We all want all this stuff. And, and a lot of people can afford to buy these nice things. They can buy Even the Even if they MacBook. can't, they got to have it. Right, they got to have it or whatever. But um, what's been happening is, is that there's been these little devices coming out that are under $200. That This is a full Windows okay, PC right here. This okay. is the Intel Compute Stick. And what happens with this? What do you so use So you plug it for? into the side of your TV. Hook a okay. keyboard. You can hook like a wireless keyboard up to it, and you've got. It's your, got slots. Yep, and you've got yourself a computer. It's a Windows computer. So the same Windows computer that was on your desk a few minutes ago is is pretty much. And what's then you in plug it. in a, a key a keyboard. Yeah, a keyboard. You can use a wireless keyboard. You can sit back and you've got yourself a full, you know, fully functional Windows computer that you can. That do you can do anything. Anything on. with. And this is how much? This is. I think that's about one hundred and fifty, one hundred and seventy dollars for that. It's a one. lot cheaper than a computer. It is, and it is a computer, and that's what's amazing about this. Think about like a family that. You know, when I when we first got our Apple computer, when my father ran down to New York City to buy it, you know, we, we took a loan out from the bank. He was first starting his business. It was it was five thousand dollars for sure. for a computer that is like a like a, a, a not even a tenth of a percent of what that can do. Why don't we know about this? Be you know why? Because this is there's not a lot of profit margin on this stuff because these are inexpensive devices. This is a ninety nine dollar tablet computer, also sure. running Windows. It's actually got the same guts as this thing does, um, and it's a tablet. And you can hook it up to your TV and use it the same But this is sexy because everybody knows it. Yeah, correct? or it's something you can, you can lean back with and whatever. But again, a full Windows computer uh, that is $99. And you can, there's a whole bunch of different choices from many manufacturers. This is a generic one, um, but there's HP and Toshiba. Everyone's making stuff in this, in this price category. You got things like a Chromebook. Um, this one's kind of a higher end. This is like maybe $230. Sure. Uh, but you can get one that looks just like this, same screen size and everything, $150 now. I love it that you're saving folks money. This and, is great. And I think what's important is that, you know, for a family that is on a fixed income or has, you know, has to make choices, 
you know, the ability now to get every kid in the house equipped with something to help them become competitive. Because if you have one of these things, really, you just need a keyboard, a screen, and an internet connection. And you can connect up with Google services or any Amazon services or well, anyone else. Well, books are going away, so yeah. kids have to have these. They have to have these in things. School, yeah, and you know what? If the kids that don't, you know, have to go in after school or before school or some uh, some other time that they don't have full access to the technology. It's almost mm -hmm. like having to, to to leave home to go read a book. You know, or they go so, to the library maybe to get on the computer. Right. There. Or you can sit, you, know, you can go next to a coffee shop. I mean, the, the internet access is more ubiquitous than it's been. So we're at a point now where, especially with these 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 low cost devices, that you can get everybody in your home equipped. That you know that because we're pushing all this the, the STEM in the schools and everything for science, technology, education, and math, you can start doing all this stuff. You can program on these things. These are full Windows That's computers. Amazing to this me. is as powerful. All these things were pretty much as powerful as the computer I owned probably about ten years ago. And we should say you have not been paid by Intel. No, this I bought. I bought this. I bought that. And and this thing I bought too. So okay. I buy a lot of the things that I review on the channel too. And that's what's interesting is that the manufacturers don't often have review samples to send out of this stuff because there's not a high margin on it. Um, it does very well overseas where you know, the incomes are even tighter. And sure. half my audience is overseas. So I really need to look so at So you're them. looking at your Google Analytics on mm -hmm. your YouTube and people, and I've watched some of your videos, mm -hmm. tens of thousands, mostly coming from where? From all over the world, so I get about okay. fifty to sixty percent, depending on the month, from the United States um, and Canada. You know, kind of mixing North America together there. Uh, but a lot of uh, folks from India, from uh, from Russia, from you uh, making a little bit of money on it because you have bit. ads. Yeah, but, but, there's there's a little bit but of. But you're action. not going to go buy a new car. No, so I I, I I like to say this: if I was still single and and living in a house with five people and eating ramen noodles, I'd probably get by. You know, but it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely Which not a high paying job. So many tech startups are doing that. Right. What else did you bring? So on? this is a neat, another neat thing for for the well, a couple other things here. So we've got. The Raspberry Pi, which is the Ras is that your name or is no? That that's what they call it. The and Raspberry Pi. This is Pi. a British um, foundation. It's a nonprofit, and what they did is they came up so that they actually focused on this this issue of trying to get accessible computers to students in okay. in schools. Uh, so what this is very similar to are these USB ports on yeah. the side? Yeah, mm -hmm. there's four USB ports on there. There's a Ethernet jack to plug in your in internet into it. Uh, and very similar to the compute stick, you just kind of plug it into your television, hook a keyboard up. Again with the TV. Yeah, why not? Do you have to have a smart TV to use no, this? No, no, just a, just a HD TV, and you can go to you know any department store now and get one of those for under hundred dollars. Okay, too, this so. is just sort of bare, mm -hmm. and I I plug it in, and what happens with so this? So this boots up. This doesn't run Windows. There's a new version that can kind of. It's a long story, but it has like a Windows variant that it can run, but. Uh, it boots up into Linux, which is the Unix operating system. It kind of goes sure. back to the 70s when all these things were first starting up. Uh, and you've got yourself a computer that you can program. You can run web servers on it. Um, I, I have a, a, a project that I started where I was running an old bulletin board system through an Apple computer from the 80s connected to this thing. And people can call into that Apple computer over the Internet, which is really cool. What does cool. this cost? Uh, $35. And how did, you, how did you find this? So You're all just... the techies just know about this stuff. You know, like we all talk about it. And this was like an exciting thing because... Uh, this was really the first of the low-cost computers that arrived. You know, so this is not running the Intel hardware. So like this, this isn't one new. Is. This has been around. It's been around. They just came out with a new version of it that's faster. So it, the new one's like ten times faster than the old one. Wow. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's just incredible. And you think about, you know, when I was growing up, we had the Apple computer and the Commodore computer, and those were things you just plugged into. And they your, were about this big. Yeah, they were a lot bigger. Heavy. But there was this thing where you would plug it into your television. That's how they worked. And all these things kind of go back to that. You know, we're using new, higher tech TVs, but we're going back to that thing now where a kid can grab one of these things and kind of explore uh, what's out there. And, you know, if you break it, 
you know, it's a, maybe a couple of lattes you're not going to buy that week. Right. But. Now, see, most people would go, well, it, it's not sexy like my, mm -hmm. like my phone here, and right. I, I can't buy a case for this, right. and it can't be waterproof. Well, they got some cool cases. they got Lego cases. They have cases for oh, yeah, for this? there's a whole industry around these things. Yeah. What we're learning from you, Lon. Okay. All right, you've got a piece of cardboard. Yeah, no, this, over is, here. this is really neat. So, so Google um, has been doing this thing called cardboard, and People thought this was I a joke. I did not know this. So what you do with this is, uh, so this is like a little card. It looks like a view. Remember those Viewmasters? Sure. So from, Show the folks this. Yeah, we so, remember this from, you know, like the World's Fair. Yeah, you put the thing in. It's like 3D things. So, right. so rather than put in a piece of film that you, know, you would turn on a little rotator thing, uh, you take your phone out. And you put your phone in. And okay. what it does is, is it, it, it'll um, render the scene in two different parts of the phone. And these little eye pieces line up with that. So you get a 3D thing, and because the phone can track movement, you've got yourself a virtual reality headset and a $10 piece of cardboard. So can I dial up Instagram and look at pictures and I you get a 3D image? things like that. There's, image? Yes. Uh, Google has a couple of like sample apps. There's a lot of, and this has been out now for years, so if you go on either the iPhone store or the Google Play store and look up, you know, cardboard, this is a keyword, you're going to see like tens of dozens of And why things. do I want to do that? Is it just a toy or just fun? Or what's it's, the application it, for It's that? a lot of things. So first of all, it gives you a, a feel for what virtual reality could be because you're getting actually a pretty functional VR headset. They've got all these different scenes. You can go places in the world and you can look around. I mean, it's really, it's a little, you're, you're kind of in this disembodied thing because you can't see your feet, which gets, you know, some people get a little motion sickness from it. Uh, <laughs> so, I would. Um, yes. So you want to be careful. But what's nice about this is that it's not strapped to your head. So the minute you get a little woozy, you just, just take it away. All right, just hold that up. And let's just... Yeah, so this is how you, how you, how you do it. Uh, okay. Um, and, and, and so, but for, for kids, think about from an educational environment, you know, you can buy these, these little, you know, non-phone phones, you know, like a, a smaller version of a tablet uh, for 50 bucks. What does this cost? This, I think I paid like $25 for this, but there's $10 versions of this. And Viewmaster, by the way, has one now, too. Viewmaster. Yeah, they're making one, yeah. And this is mm -hmm. called a Dodo case? Yeah, this is from Dodo case, but there's a bunch of, you can go on Amazon or any of the other online retailers, and you'll see dozens of these uh, different different attempts at this. Which brings me to your wrist. Mm -hmm. What is on your wrist? So we got the Apple the Apple Watch. And how did it, were you first in line with this? Uh, well, you know, the nice thing about what I do now is I, I stopped getting in line for things. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have time for this. You know, I was, well, what You're happened was, father I'm a father. I got things to do, and, and there was one day. So I made the mistake one year of, of, of pre-ordering the iPhone for store pickup, thinking that I could just walk in, and, and then I'm and like trapped in line for three hours. And now you've got to sit there because you, if you walk away, you don't get your phone, which you already paid for. Can so, you take this off, and can we show folks yeah, sure. what, mm -hmm. what this looks like? Yep. So. Um, it is a, this is the sport version. So this, this, this one. Is, what does that mean? So they've got like three different versions. So okay. this one starts at, at, there's a smaller one that my wife has that's $350. This is the $400 version. Okay. Uh, then you can go up to the, uh, the regular Apple Watch version, which has a stainless steel case and a sapphire um, face on it. So it's a little bit, little bit higher quality construction. And then you can go up to like the $10,000 gold edition. But Do, Now, <laughs> I have not. I, I like gadgets, mm -hmm. but I haven't bought one of these because mm -hmm. I'm constantly with the readers. Right. This is small. It is small. Do you find it small? And what do you use? Well, you know what's funny is, I, if I wasn't running a YouTube channel, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have bought it because I haven't worn a watch since I was in like elementary school. See, I'm old school, so, so my got, my watch is, is huge. Right. So you got it, and actually that's good because these watches are kind of big comparatively. Yeah. Okay. You know? 
So um, some of the Google watches are about that size. Um, so would I like this? I mean, I can get a text message on mm -hmm. that, but don't you need a phone to, to yeah, run so this off Yes, it has to be of? linked up with an iPhone. See, and, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Well, it does, except it'll, it'll do things like tell time. If, if you get away from the phone, it'll do some things. It doesn't do everything. But so, I have this. Right. And if you have that and it works, then, you know, that, I think that's what's happening is, is that there's so much maturity in these mobile devices now. Like, they come out with new ones every year, but it's maybe a bigger screen now. Maybe it's a little bit better camera. And the difference between, like, the first generation iPhone and the second and third were huge, right? Well, I now, wish I, the camera on the 6 amazing. is amazing. It is. I wish I had the 6 Plus, again, because of the readers. Yeah. You're right. Mm -hmm. Now, what else is coming out that you're excited to tell us about? I, you know, this virtual reality stuff is actually pretty exciting to me because they've got, you know, this is obviously one implementation of it. This is great for education because it's very cheap and, and, and accessible. Um, there's a company called Oculus Rift that has this. They've been working on this for years now, and it's, like, amazing from everyone who's, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen it, but I haven't actually tried it yet. But you think about for, like, video game players who want to get into, like, uh, you know, the X-Wing fighter or something and really relive, you know, their, their childhood Star Wars memories or whatever. You know, that's some really cool stuff. You can really immerse yourself. You're, it, it gets your uh, peripheral vision covered. Um, so it's really good, not for people that get car sick, but augmented reality is something else that's been interesting, and that's been developing, too, where um, you're not putting yourself into some other world. You're, you're overlaying data on top of what you're looking at. So, for example, this is like a crazy, scary example that probably won't happen because people freak out about it, but you could have glasses on that could tell you who the person is you're talking to you know, as an example of you know, what you could do with that kind of technology. You reviewed Google Glass. What did you think of that? So it was, it was interesting. It seems like it's kind of died off. It's, for, it's totally or, died off, okay. yeah. Well, and, you know, it was weird. A lot weird. of money for something to die off. It is, but all of that, all the thought that went into that uh -huh. is going into this, into the watches. Uh -huh. Because, so I, I and, and this was an interesting product uh, experiment for Google because it was one of those things where, like, Apple probably has five versions of that, but they'll never let anybody see it until they're confident that people might want to buy it. Google said, you know what, let's, we're so open in our philosophy, let's just put it out there and see if people uh, react to it. And they sold a lot of them. And you had to go into like one of their pickup centers to get it. So you couldn't even get it shipped to you. You had to go and get, you know, meet with somebody. They would do a fitting. And, and you, you show up at this place. It was at Chelsea Market in New York City. And it's filled with people who are all wearing these things. It was like, what century did I just drop myself into? Did you take into? pictures of this? I, I took a few pictures of this. I'll have to send them to you. And, but it was just this bizarre thing. Like, and, and, and then they said to me, you're not going to wear them out? I said, honestly, no. I feel a little self-conscious walking around with these things. And they had like some sunglass things for it. So you could wear them like as sunglasses. But you had this huge like, mechanism hanging off your head. And right. you know, just from a social standpoint, you know, you're, every time you're talking to somebody, there's a camera pointed in their face, irrespective of whether or not it was recording. I right? know, right? Yeah. So let me, just in summing all of this up, mm -hmm. things technologically are moving so fast. You just catch up with one thing and then there's something else. Right. Has it always been like this? No. Or it, I mean, it's really It's accelerating now. What, it, Could we just stay on one platform for like four seconds? No. I mean, this is... I hate that answer because yeah. we're all scrambling. Right, to keep up with it. And that's been, you know, what, what's happening now is that, you be, look at the cost, right? So computer used to be inaccessible to a larger portion of the, of the economy than it is now. So now you, everybody can buy a computer. Everybody can afford to have a smartphone uh, of some degree or another. And so you've got more people out there. There's certainly more competition. Uh, there's more use of those things. And what's been interesting is how all these technologies that are complementary, so you think about how useless the smartphone would be if we didn't have a fast network to use it on, right? The networks have built themselves up at the same time. And all of the barriers, you talk about media, you know, all of the barriers towards 
producing things. You know, the scarcity of the distribution was why you could build a studio like we're in right now, because it, it cost a lot of money to reach sure. a lot of people. Now, me in my basement and a half a gazillion other people are all broadcasting themselves. Are broadcasting themselves also. So it's commoditized the content uh, to a point where it's very hard now to get at what is maybe truthful versus not. Well, the uh, hacking yeah. is crazy. Yep, the hacking If you is, think mm -hmm. about the banking industry, if you think mm -hmm. about anything, yep. you're getting three or four new credit cards every year because right. it's been hacked into right. or your information's been stolen. Mm -hmm. This is the crazy part of right. technology. And there's a literacy that, this is a big component of it. There are things that you can do. I'm a big proponent of what's called two-factor authentication. Uh, not to get into a huge... Can you spell that? Sure. <laughs> Two-factor. <laughs> um, what's uh, what, you, what it basically means is that you have a code that is always generating on your phones. When you go to log into something, you need to have a password and your phone with you to get in. And it is probably the single best way to keep people from getting into your accounts because it adds a layer of, of difficulty, right? But every security thing adds inconvenience. And yeah. the credit card companies have said, well, we, think about it. They're making so much money that they can deal with all this fraud. And, and still. Costing them millions right. and millions. Right, and it's inconveniencing their customers, but nobody's saying, "Hey, enough of this already." You know, that's why the Apple Pay and the Google Pay now. You know, where you can pay with your phone, and you know, Google and Apple, which are much better at security, perhaps than the department store you're going to is, because uh, they're focused on it. Versus, you know, that you know, retailers are focused on retailing, not on security. Um, so there are things that are coming out that you know will help with these things, but you know, we're at a point where. You know, having your authentication be a password is not enough. Having your authentication to the government be a social security number is not enough. Like, we need to find new factors of authentication, which unfortunately brings in privacy concerns. Not to get into a whole public policy discussion, but these are the things that, you know, government doesn't move fast enough now to deal with the technology implications, and that's, and that's where we're at right now. Lon Seidman, thank you for coming out of your basement <laughs> and telling us about all this. We have Thanks to have you back me. on. It's lon.tv. That's right. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Spend all night kissing and a bump is right here, then who else is missing? Got a little sidetracked if I'm in some wish and find the piece of the door, but it's also a metaphor. Things keep locked in the grocery store of the mind. Just the same time, skip right ahead to the nice ride. The harder we look, the less we can see. Don't you know, you know, you know that you need me.